Hello and welcome to K-Pop Corner, a safe and fun space where we get to talk about our all-time favorite thing, K-Pop. My name is Mara. My name is Layla. And uh, I feel like if you've listened to the last episode, (laughs) you might be like, oh God, what have they got in store for us now? No, no, this this episode is like a kind of, not an educational, but just like something interesting. A little bit like a comparison. Yeah, just something we've noticed is happening a lot in K-pop and we realized has been happening in K-pop for quite some time now. It's like fashion. Yeah. It always like goes around in circles, you know? Yeah, exactly. And makes a comeback. And that is classical music and K-pop. <laughs> We're going to be talking about some OG debuts. Yeah. And I feel like what inspired this episode was, I'm not going to lie, the Blackpink shutdown mm. song. Because I was like, this is, yeah. a, this is a nice song. And it was from the teaser. Do you remember as well when Red Velvet Feel My Rhythm came out? We were like, oh my God. Yeah, we were all like, oh, sophisticated. Sophisticated. Um, so we decided to look into songs that sample classical music. And there's so many. Mm-hmm. So we just like grabbed a handful of them. Like not not, not everything is mentioned here. So we, maybe we'll do a part two or yeah. this. Who knows? But um, just just like FYI, neither of us are music experts yeah. at all. Like nothing. Honestly, not going to lie. Just know Tchaikovsky and Beethoven. Like like we know some you know but you know we read and we're just sharing what we found if we're wrong feel free to pull us up on it but please don't attack us my god feel free to correct but this is according to the internet so before we get into the songs just like bit of Mm -hmm. background information when we discuss this we're gonna talk about three periods which are baroque period like myself broke right now (laughs) if it's not baroque don't fix it (laughs) that joke is from beauty and the beast (laughs) anyway baroque period classical period and romantic period Okay, so it began in the 1600s to around 1750 and Baroque music expanded the size, range and complexity of instrumental performance and also established the mixed vocal and instrumental forms of opera and the instrumental forms of the solo concerto and sonata as musical genres. So if you understood any of that... Good for you. I had no idea what I was saying. But it's just, it's just it like it made music a bit more complex and yeah. introduced like operas and... That. I think it kind of vocals and instrumentals together, which is it was cool. a musical collaboration. Yeah, Baroque is a very nice period. I only know it through art. I don't know it through music, but she's an artist. She's I actually studied art history in school. <laughs> oh my god! I had no, no. I won't tell you now. No, tell it. No, no, say no. It. Say it. I just I've thought of a very good gift for you. What? Bring you'll have back. to wait for your bu- <laughs> you'll have to wait for your birthday. <sighs> Or maybe I'll give it to you next weekend on Halloween. No, this is a really good... I'll wait for your birthday. When are we next... Why did you tell me that? Wait, when are we gonna next gonna do like a gift exchange? Is it our next birthday? Christmas? Christmas. We could do Christmas. Oh, maybe I'll wait for... I'll wait for K-pop Corner's second anniversary. Okay, okay, it'll be. Because I'm planning not on being here on my birthday. (laughs) Not on Earth. Oh yeah, she's she's traveling. (laughs) No, no, that was a very dark, dark joke. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the next period is classical period, which begins after Baroque. It's from the 1750s to the 1820s. And it's called like the transition period from Rococo and Baroque. Rococo is like when you see lots of colors like popping yeah. everywhere. 
But the classical era music followed the late Baroque period of music and it maintained a lot of the styles from Baroque. It's still like quite traditional, but it emphasizes on the elegance and simplicity. Whereas like Baroque music is very complex. Wow, I feel so... We're talking about a K-pop, Layla! Exactly, I'm trying not to laugh because I'm like, who says we're just a K-pop podcast? I said, but anyway, um, they said less is more, everybody. And... um, Yeah, and it was followed by the Romantic period. So the Romantic period began in 1820 to the 1900s, and the Romantic period kind of started around, like... Okay, no, I said 1820, it's 1830. The transition. Yeah, so it started around then and ended around the 1900s. As compositions became increasingly expressive and inventive, it sort of expands symphonies... Lots of piano, piano, dramatic operas, passionate songs. You know who I want to see in K-pop do some proper opera? Yeah. Is, um, oh, Le Seraphim. Le Seraphim. I forgot What's her name. Hyun, Hyunjin? I actually don't know her name, but she she does opera. Yeah, she's so like she a, was on, an opera um, singer. She was on, oh, what's that guy's name? Lee Moo Jin? She was on his... Um, youtube show and oh my god she was singing phantom of the opera and i was like my god this girl is so talented have you seen her in an opera play like she was yeah. proper singing she's got like the, the insane range. talent but anyway yeah a lot of the romantic period is inspired from like actual art pieces yeah. or literature and all of that but anyway this is we're just saying these just so you know when we say when we talk about yeah. the specific piece so the first song we're gonna look at is Vix's Fantasy and Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. So this is what Beethoven's song sounds like. And this is Vix's Fantasy. If you don't know, Beethoven debuted on. <laughs> I'm joking. We just wanted to do that joke. Um, so, Fantasy is the title track from Vix's sixth al- single album, Hades, which was released on October tw- October on August 12, 2016. And if you don't know, Beethoven is a German composer and a pianist. He's from the 1770s liner. <laughs> oh, stop it. Beethoven. Uh... We literally started off being so sophisticated with like, and now we're like, (laughs) a 1770 liner. Anyway, Beethoven's son Benim wrote the song in the 1770s. No, joking, that was his birthday, 1770. Um, And he was one of the main persons in transitioning the music from the classical period to the romantic period. And his song Moonlight Sonata, the original the original name is Piano Sonata Number no. Fourteen, but they changed it after his death, which was that was when it was released. Anyway, they have speculations that it was composed in the eighteen in the eighteen in eighteen o two eighteen sorry eighteen o one. But yeah, I really I love the sound of classical music. Yeah, K-pop. I think it really adds like an extra ear tickle, right? I was like, ooh, sophisticated. What are you listening to? Actually, Beethoven's Santana. What <laughs> Feel my <laughs> But yeah, anyway, this is how the episode's gonna go. Can Sorry. I just tell you like a side story? Yeah. I remember, you know how, I haven't said this in a while, I was the worst student ever at school. Oh, what? 
once I was in history class and we used to have to read out loud and I really wasn't confident in it. And I like, I got really bad anxiety and I started crying because I couldn't say 1832. My brain could not figure out how to like say it. So I was like 1832 and my teacher told me off. And I started crying and all the kids in my class made fun of me because I was an idiot. God. It makes me laugh though. Like I used to get so stressed by reading stuff out loud. Here we are doing a podcast and I'm a radio presenter, like what? Wow, love how the tables have turned. I know. All right, the second one is a song from Dreamcatcher. It's their song, Good Night, um, and it samples George Frederick Handel's number seven in G minor. why they call it that i i don't know like i honestly anyone that is that works with classical music and orchestras and stuff i find them so fascinating because i can't get my mind around it no me neither but i'm just a simpleton so no you're not okay so good night is actually part of their second single album fall asleep in the mirror which was released in 2017 yeah and i like that dreamcatcher's music always has some kind of evil Dreamcatcher have such evil vibes. I love, like, they are baddies. Baddies. They know. They know. But their fans are so funny. So, when I went to K pop Flex, you know how their light stick is like a staff? (laughs) When Dreamcatcher were on, all these like random staffs went up in the air. And I was like, oh my God, where am I? I love the staff. I love it. So good. Dreamcatcher's light stick and Luna's light stick are like polar opposites. Yeah. Because the Luna lights are quite you know, elongated. Yeah. But I feel like this is good versus evil kind of situation. Anyway, um, the next song is with Oh My Girl. So it's their song called Love Song. And it was a tribute to a disbanded girl group called Seven Princesses. It was part of the show called Sugarman 2-7. And they performed the song in 2018. So this song samples Edward Elgar's violin piece called Salud d'Amour. So this Salut d'Amour was composed in in 1880. Why is it so hard to read these numbers? Right? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, it was composed in 1888 and it was meant to be for a violin and a piano duet. So it's really nice how they turned it into like a pop song. I would love to know what all these composers think of their music being sampled in K-pop now. I know. Like, they're just, you know, bopping to it from their grave. Yeah. Being like, oh my God. (laughs) Doing the fan chant. Doing the fan chant from the beyond. Okay, the next one is Cherry Bullet and Beethoven. And they sample maybe one of Beethoven's most well-known pieces, Furlease, which sounds like this. Oh my god, is that how you pronounce it? 
thought it was fur ends. It's but no, no, no. I don't know. I am like, I don't know. I English is for, my second language. I think it's for Elise. Yeah. For Elise. Wait, no, no, no. There's, there's, there's a drama that I watched where someone plays. I think that. Oh, isn't it Crash Landing on You? Where like she plays the piano. I think so. Anyway, so this is probably Beethoven's most popular piece. It wasn't actually published during his lifetime. It was discovered 40 years after his death. And it was composed on the 2nd of April, 1810, and then published on in 1867. Damn, Beethoven's comeback from beyond the grave. Man, look at him. Look at him. So successful, even to this day. It's even to this day. Do you think they pay? I actually have a pay question. Who, if someone, If someone, like, does music production or anything is listening when you sample these kind of classical music who do you pay surely there's like some sort of institution that like like the 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 royal house of classical opera composition and you just like is it just like maybe a paid subscription maybe or maybe it like goes towards a classical music fund or something like i'd want to know where yeah. this like because obviously you'd have to like because you have to pay royalties yeah. when you play songs on radio. Yeah. So there must be something similar. I don't know. It's just something I thought of. It's quite cool. Okay. The next one is... Oh, my God. We intru- we talked about the song when we did episode 20, K-Pop Corner's playlists. Yeah. When we were talking about playlists. This is a good, like, villain song. So this is a very... This is my favorite villain song. And it is BTS's Jimin Lai. And... It samples a 20th century Spanish composer, Manuel de Falla de Breve, La Vida Breve. Brave or brave? I feel I feel like with Spanish you have to read every single Yeah, like syllable. Yeah. But anyway, um Manuel de Falla is an Andalusian Spanish composer and a pianist, and he's more of like the nationalistic mu- music style, which is, you know, obviously yeah. nationalistic. And um this song actually comes from a play and it's a two act and a four scene opera and it premiered on April 1st, 1913. Oh, wow. So it was from a play. It's not even like a song on its own. I was like... It, it also fascinates me. Like, where do they decide to... Like, how do you randomly go, oh, I fancy adding a bit of Mozart into this, you know? Right. That's why we will never be music Exactly. <laughs> okay, the next one is SF9 and Edvard Grieg. So this is actually from SF9's B-side called Jungle Game. And it samples Edvard Grieg's Hall of the Mountain King, which sounds like this. This song got really popular when there was that video spreading. It's like this animation of like human, a human going around the earth and like corrupting everything around it. I'm sure you saw it. And he like takes chickens and turns them into a KFC bucket and like there's snakes around him and he just like wears them as boots and just shows how man corrupted nature. Oh, really? It's like this animation and it's 
it has the song in the oh, back. You, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember yeah. it. So uh, SF9 single Jungle Game was released in 2017. And this Ma- Hall of the Mountain King was composed in 1875. Isn't that crazy? For a play as well called Pig, Pig, Gint. I don't know, it's a Norwegian play. It's a play. Norwegian play. Um, and it was for the sixth scene, act two. How do you, how do they find, this is so specific. Right, it's very niche. But it's a very popular song. Like I've seen, I've seen the song around everywhere. Anyway, the next one. It is a TVXQ and Boa with Mozart. Wow, Mozart. Another one of the ones that we know. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know, you never know. Mark Lee might have worked with Mozart back in the day. <laughs> Anyway, so their song Triangle samples Mozart's Symphony Number no. 40 in G minor. So Triangle is the title track of TVXQ debut studio album. So you know how like TVXQ were introduced when Britney and Boa did a yeah. stage together? So it features Boa and tracks and it was released on October 11th, 2004. It's so hard to read. Yeah, I know. Like okay. 2004 and Wolfgang Amadeus, Amadeus, is that how you say his Amadeus? name? Amadeus. Amadeus Mozart. Wolfgang Amadeus, Amadeus. Mo- fucking hell. <laughs> Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Wolfgang, Wolfgang. <laughs> He's an Austrian composer and is probably the most famous classical composer ever. Everyone knows Mozart. He's part of the classical period. And the Symphony Number no. 40 was written in 1788. And apparently, he just wrote it last minute and he never heard it being performed. No. Yeah, he was just like. He he had he never had an intention to just release it, and someone just like kind of took it, and he just wrote it for the aesthetic, for the fun of it, for the lols. So like it was performed after his death. Like he he's never heard it. What a shame, right? But maybe, like how would he know what it but sounded like? But you know, have you ever watched like the movie about Mozart's life? No. So he did this a lot. He would really? like he would have a symphony or an opera due on the day. And he'd be like, oh shit, I still haven't wrote anything. And he would just write it while he's in the carriage. Sounds go. like me with my school essays, TBH. <laughs> Except I'm not Mozart, am I? <laughs> also, there's a lot of like, like discussion whether Mozart actually stores, store, stole. stole some of his sister's work <gasps> because his sister was just as talented. But no. because she was a female woman, she was never given the platform. But like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Damn. The more you know. <laughs> okay, the next one is Red Velvet and Bach. Damn, one of the greatest songs. That, was it this year? Yeah. This year. So, Red Velvet, <clears throat> Feel My Rhythm, samples... Oh, his name was Johan. Johan. Johan Sebastian Bach's air on the G-string. A what? <laughs> on, the, on the G-string, the the the, the chord. I, the, you know what I mean, not the other. 
<laughs> Lila, we're trying to sound sophisticated and you just took it to like... Sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's what this is what this sounds like. Anyway, it was off their Feel My Rhythm album, and it was their, their, as written here, it was their turtle track for their fifth EP, The Reve Festival, which was released earlier on this year on March 21st, 2022. Um, anyway, um, this saying, this, <laughs> I don't want to say a G-string. Okay, fine, I'll say it. Johann Sebastian Bach is a German composer and a musician of the late Baroque period. Can you believe Layla's older than me? <laughs> Such Let a me child. Just... <laughs> I can't now because... Oh my God. Okay, continue, please. <laughs> the name of the song, Air on G-String. Air for G-String. Or fine, Layla. Here, here. They renamed it for people like you. Celebrated Air. Was originally part of Bach's four orchestral... Sweet. <laughs> four orchestral parts BWV, which is Bach's work catalog from the years 1724 to 1732. So it's just like his greatest hits album. <laughs> anyway, um, Bach repackaged. Bach repackaged, basically. <laughs> not even that. This song is not even the original, it's the remix. <laughs> So what we hear is an arrangement done in the second movement of the suite by German violinist August Wilhelm. Wilhelm? Um, it was arranged in 1871 and he was the reason it became so popular. So when this was originally released by Bach, no one really cared about it. I'm And now people are like... I'm sorry to any classical music fans listening. I'm so, we're genuinely... I'm a, we're children. We are children. Yeah. But I, we do find this fascinating. That's yeah. why we did this episode to begin yeah. with. But yeah, the remix... Got more popular. Kind of like... Feel my rhythm. Feel my rhythm. <laughs> and thanks to Red Velvet now, <laughs> Bach can rest in peace. Bach Benim, thank you very Bach much. Benim, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Bach Benim, for this. Anyway, next. Oh, me? Uh, yeah. Okay. The next one is by Billy, Everybody's Got a Secret. And this is Tchaikovsky's Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Um, so Everybody's Got a Secret is a B-side from Billy's debut EP, The Billage of Perception. I love the name of their, chap their chapters, their albums. Which is big for you because you I hate really albums really named like this, yeah. But it, I like the billage. Billage is such a nice word. It reminds me of when, you know, when Jaehyun was talking about something and he called it ballad <laughs> <laughs> instead of ballad. Jaehyun is so embarrassing sometimes. 
they called it like a ballad and i was like ever since i heard ballad i was like that's how i want to say it i don't want to say ballad have you sorry sidetrack have you seen the interview that they did recently where he's like jamal what's his jamal jeffrey jeffrey's in love Tom Holland, you better watch your exactly. back. Exactly, <laughs> Jamal's coming for your Did woman. Did you see whenever like Jayhan says Zini, he means Zendaya, not and citizen. So this is from their EP, The Bellage of Perception, Chapter One, and it was released on November tenth, twenty twenty one. Hi, this is Mare from the future. I just found out that it's pronounced Bellage of Perception. So I'm very embarrassed right now, and. Jayon, I'm so sorry. You and I are on the same boat. Okay, carry on. And Tchaikovsky is a Russian composer of the Romantic period, and he's the dude who does all the ballets, so music like Swan Lake, The Nutcracker, Romeo and Juliet, all of that. And The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy is from the third movement in the 1820... Ya Allah, what is wrong with me? Can I not read numbers? 1892 ballet the nutcracker for one of the characters obviously the sugar plum fairy and i i really like it does sound like a fairy tale yeah sound well tchaikovsky if you're listening not good for you yeah i do like his music yeah i know me too there's this did you ever watch fame the tv show no okay never mind why say maybe some people watched to be fair this is completely pointless but oh no never mind the the character was called Swarovski. <laughs> or maybe he's called Tchaikovsky. Anyway, there was a music teacher and they made a song out of his name and it was like Tchaikovsky or Shush. I don't I, please please cut that in. I wish I, I wish I <laughs> never cut. said please continue. Please. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. Anyway. Anyway. If you're listening, we are Did you put the AC off? Yes. Oh, you Then I was freezing. My my nails. We only have have two songs left. Wear gloves. Anyway, the next song is Xinhua and oh God, back again. Back again. (laughs) (laughs) Back, back, back again. Anyway, so Xinhua, All Your Dreams, samples Buck's invention number four in D minor MVW775. MWV. Oh my god. I'm sorry, guys. This guy stresses me out so much. Please, if you're a Bach stan, please don't come for me. So all your dreams was from their third studio album, <laughs> Only One, which was released in 2000. Jisung wasn't even born then. No. Shinwa is the longest running like K-pop group. Yeah. I love that's my marker for everything. Like I refer to Jisung all the time. I know. What did I do? Oh, never mind. No, we're not going to discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> they released it again in 2018 to celebrate their 20th anniversary. My God, that's crazy. I know. Shinwa. Yeah. Anyway, so Invention in D minor is from his work that was composed in 1720 and revised again in... Repackaged! (laughs) Repackaged in 1723. Now, Invention is a short exercise written for private practice by keyboard students, which has a two-part counterpoint. Don't know what that means. Yeah, so Invention is just like 
to help people practice. Oh, it's not cool. an actual, yeah. That from what I understood, oh. it's like to practice techniques. Oh, okay. That, yeah, so yeah, yeah. instead of, so sometimes it gets like, it's scaled from I think one to twelve to nine or something. Oh and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. According to the number is the sophistication of it, like or like how difficult it is to play. So this was from a practice piece, basically. Damn! How did you find that? I know. <laughs> I guess things. That's how things went viral back then. You <laughs> <laughs> use a bit of classical in there. Well, come here, Sebastian. <laughs> let me play you this. Have you heard this sound from Bach? You stop it. Two times? Stop. God, like, what has the internet done to us? Honestly, we're sorry. We're so sorry for this episode. I generally had a different idea of how this was going to go. We are the most, you know, those tweets like, oh my God, he's so unserious. That is us right now. We're so sorry. But yeah. you know what? After la- last, like the last episode, yeah. we need something silly. Anyway, and the last, last song, the song that inspired this whole episode is Blackpink's Shutdown, which samples Liszt and Panini? Paganini? Is that how you say their names? Paganini. Or Paganini. Paganini? Paganini. I don't know. You know what we're talking about. Anyway, this is what (laughs) This song is called La Campanella. Campanella? So this song is actually by two people, by Franz Liszt and Niccolo Paganini. Violin Concerto number two, and obviously the title track from Blackpink. It's from their second studio album, Born Pink. Why did I write punk? Born Pink, and it was released on September 16th, He's Italian. I think it's Paganini. Paganini? Yeah. But I've never heard a G. Paganini. If you're Italian, please message us. There's, so there's a there's a Italian restaurant called what's it called? Cipriani's. Biryani. I'm pretty sure that's not Italian. Like <laughs> biryani, you idiot! I said Cipriani. Oh, like there's a P in there. We're talking about the G, oh, Leila, the- not the. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've absolutely lost in this episode. I'm not making any sense anymore. <laughs> sorry. So the first original, original song was written by Franz Liszt, who is a Hungarian composer, a pianist, and a teacher of the Romantic era, while Niccolo, our friend, is an Italian violinist and composer. So the piece La, Cap- La Campanella was originally done by Paganini, Paganini's violin concerto number no. two in B minor in 1838, but then was, again, <laughs> repackaged, revised, and remixed by Franz Liszt in 1851. And it's actually considered to be the most difficult pieces ever written for the piano, Leila. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's because she... What? Not... What did I say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've absolutely... Not... Did I say because not? It's just not... <laughs> I hate you. I'm so sorry. I genuinely thought this episode was going to go differently. But obviously, we do not have the brain cells or the capacity to do this episode. Oh, God. Anyway, these are classical samples. And no, there's not going to be a part two. We're never doing this again. I hope you learned something from this. I I definitely did. That I am not a grown-up and can't handle grown-up situations. But I also learned a lot about music that I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Um, but anyway, if you're a classical really fun music, episode. shut up. <laughs> if you're a classical music enthusiast, we did not mean to trash anything. We just we don't want to take ourselves seriously. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I hope you found new songs. Yeah. yeah. Like I discovered the Billy song, and I like wow, and the I, Cherry Bullet song. I actually am gonna go listen to this Vic song properly because I kind of like the sound of it. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> She likes when Ravi says, you are my fan. No, I didn't. I actually said it gave me the ick because it's like, oh God, please stop. It, you it, it, are it, it, a part it, of me. You and, you and me, me, we are one. You are the reason for, for my, my life. life. If you're, you're not, not here, here, I'm not here. <laughs> Mark Twan, who made you sing that? I know. You know what? It. I say it all the time, but Johnny's I'm... part in favorite as well. Mm-mm. What is Watching it? Watching you never satisfy my, my soul. soul. Just close your lips, shut your tongue. Like they give, they always give them such ridiculous lines. I feel so bad for them. Yeah, but you know what? They don't give them bad Close. samples. Oh, because oh. <laughs> like <laughs> we're not on the same wavelength today <laughs> no. at all. Because I'm obviously, you know, grieving, and she's celebrating one year anniversary with Up two to years. you. <laughs> with seventeen. Oh. But anyway, um, I hope this episode was just silly and fun for you. It was for us. Yeah. And we might do this as a playlist. We're not going to talk about the other songs because I feel like we've disrespected enough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Genuinely, if you're offended by this episode, genuine apologies. We just... You know, shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, in the meantime, listen to classical music. (laughs) And K-pop if you want. (laughs) Anyway, always stay Delulu. Stay Delulu and... Stay educated better than us. Please stay in school. (laughs) Stay in school, kids. Learn how to say yes. Yes. And listen to K-pop. Bye. You are a part of me. You and me, we are one. You're the reason for my life. If you're not here, I'm not here.